1: Welcome to Locked On Box. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here alongside my disappointed co-host, which I, I'm almost. Dis- I'm also disappointed to be clear. Let's let's just get that uh, straight to start the show. But the founder of Brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, for today's episode that is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download the app and join me this week to get in on the action locker room changing the way we talk about sports. The Bucks go down 128-127 in controversial fashion at Vicer Forum in overtime. And we'll start right with the foul at the end. Devin Booker completely out of control. He's not going to get a shot up. Uh, the official calls a foul with point three of a second left on PJ Tucker. Uh, what are you thinking when you're watching this, Frank? Because uh, to me, to blow this foul call when... He's not going to get the shot off anyway. He's completely out of control, and he's just literally flinging his arms and legs around, hoping to get a whistle. I don't think that that's in the spirit of this game, which overall was an
0: absolute classic. Um, honestly, my thought was, you know, same shit different day. I mean we were just we were just <laughs> uh, talking before we got on about kind of shades of that Miami
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Miami finish, um, what was it, game two or whatever uh, in the playoffs last year where. You know, you could like. I think I, I still didn't actually see the replay. That that's. I, I'm hearing that there was a replay that that showed there was contact. And I don't know. I was I was watching there. They. I was actually I was watching the the um, the broadcast on lead Pass with with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue, mm-hmm. which was actually it was actually a lot of fun. Um, And what did they were they were trying to well, they were trying to see if if there was a. They thought maybe there was like leg contact, and so and I, I watched multiple reviews. And and they didn't see it, and then I just fast forwarded to the free throw. So I I didn't. I only probably saw five five replays. But I don't know. I mean, again, it's just like, um, you know, I kind of kind of go. I mean, it it sucks. It's kind of the the worst way to lose a game because you you can complain about the refs. You can feel like the refs did. You know, kind of you're hard done by the refs. But then you know you can also look back on the fact that you had a lead for most of the fourth quarter and you blew the lead. And, you know, they didn't go small, probably quick enough. Giannis has a chance to win it. Giannis, you know, blows a tire just inexplicably on a final shot attempt. You know, I mean, they had chances to win this game. And it really just kind of felt like sort of like all the things that just make me sort of just really unconvinced about this Pucks team kind of in their playoff chances and and ability to, you know, beat the best teams, you know, in, in the playoffs, just it just feels like we've seen different versions of this now um, twice really against the Suns, uh, And, and we've seen it, I feel like just too often where, you know, uh, the bucks have a lead. You're just really nervous down the stretch. And um, they even had to come back from, from a deficit late because they completely blew um, the lead they had in the fourth quarter. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, you had good performances from your best three players, you know, Giannis drew, Chris, I think all had, you know, good, very good games. Um, you didn't have a whole lot of help uh beyond those guys, only the only three guys in double digits. Giannis gets the cramp in, in overtime, so he basically sits up most of the overtime. So that's obviously another thing that I kind of look back and wonder what, you know, how my things might have been different. But um, you know, they just they just don't seem to beat good teams. And I mean it's nice they were competitive and you know, if they come away with this win, you'd you'd be thrilled and it would have been a lot of fun. Um but it's just sort of been the story of this team. It feels like that for whatever reason, they just find ways to kind of lose these sorts of games. It feels like.
1: And to just wrap up the discussion on the foul call, uh, the screenshot that I've seen that a few people have, uh, I, I guess they're Phoenix fans have posted on my Twitter. It, it does look like at a single screenshot, there might be some minimal elbow to elbow contact. And, and to be clear, if you're a Phoenix fan, then, And I, I think if it was the other way around, then Bucks fans would probably be saying, yeah, there's contact. What are you talking about? I mean, that's the nature of this. But as you pointed to, yeah, the, the Bucks had a seven-point lead with four minutes to go. And Drew Holiday has that, uh, that really nice play, the two-handed... Uh, I would, I'm still calling it a poster. Let's say it wasn't the most ferocious poster of all time, but he throws down the sort of soft dunk there and the Bucks are up seven. And overall, they have done a really fantastic job out of half-time after they were trailing by... Uh, one points who come out and solidify that lead and they were making big shots and Drew was out there making plays again and the Suns really didn't have an answer for Giannis as they didn't the first time these two teams met. And then it just got a little bit out of control. And to me, it's I got the feeling really for the first time all season that I felt this way, that I thought Drew Holiday was forcing things a little bit offensively, forced up a couple of tough shots. And I think overall, this is a theme for me because we we can look at the the final four minutes and we will, and I'm sure we'll discuss it and, and everything that went down in that regard. But I do think that this Bucks team still a little bit throughout the course of this game against Phoenix, they do still just waste possessions on offense. And we've spoken about this ever since I've been doing the pod, Frank. So nearly two years or a year and a half now, that I've been doing this. And it does feel like when I was looking at Phoenix and the way they were taking care of the ball, the way they were moving it around, Chris Paul was just an absolute genius, as we know he is. They always seem to get good shots or shots that you're like, okay, if you miss it, you're fine with it. Whereas the, whereas the Bucks, there can be early shot clock stuff. It can be Brook Lopez just pulling up from with 19 seconds left on the shot clock. And I know that these are shots that they've taken historically and it's nothing new. But I do just think when you are playing a team like Phoenix, you just have to take a little bit more care with your shot selection. And and, and I've asked Bud about this multiple times and, and I'll never get a different answer. He'll always say, yes, no, it's fine. We like it. It's the flow of the offense. That's the way we play. And I get that. And this was a fast-paced game. But I do think that those possessions add up And maybe they wouldn't have been in the situation where they desperately needed a bucket in the last two minutes if they just take a little bit more care throughout the game because over the course of four quarters, you can't afford to waste too many possessions against the best teams in the league. And let's face it, Phoenix are a damn good team.
0: Yeah, I mean, even coming back to tie it, they were down six and needed, um, you know, they they forced, what, two shots before Pat Connaughton hit hit the first three. And then um, they end up getting a P.J. Tucker three to tie it. but you know, like that's not exactly, you know, bread and butter. Like going to you know scrambles that lead to uh, those guys hitting threes. Um, so it felt like they had to have some good fortune just to to get back and tie it there at the end. And and I mean, even like we talk about, um, like Chris, that that three pointer that he took off the catch and shoot. I mean, that was <laughs> with twenty five seconds left or something sure. like that. You For know, sure, it's yeah. it's kind of. I mean, I'm happy it went in. It's a it's a big time shot. But then the flip side is you know, it's kind of interesting. It wasn't like it was wide open. I mean, I get why he went for it. Cause he had felt like he had a good look and he hit it. Um, but, but it's interesting, you know, just, just the kind of, I don't know. I don't want to harp on that too much. Right. Cause I mean, the guy made a, a three point shot to to tie a game in it in a clutch circumstance, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of, um, yeah, I, I don't, I definitely don't look at this Bucks team as, as one that, you know if I get into seven close games in a, in a playoff series um, I almost don't even really care who it's against. I I don't have a lot of trust that, that they're going to, you know, be able to come out on, on top. And and that's a little bit of a condemnation of kind of everybody. It's not, you know, coaching's coaching is part of it. You know, Giannis is your best player. I don't really think is, you know, a guy that, that is, is maximized in those types of situations, you know, some bad luck tonight with him kind of just falling down <laughs> in the basket, but, um, but yeah, it's just a, uh, it's just a, a tough, a tough loss. And, you know, there's just been feels like a, a number of losses like this, including that first game in, in Phoenix. And, um, you know, Bucks look at the standings, Philly lost tonight, Nuts lost the other night. I mean, those teams have given the Bucs a lot of chances to stay in the East race and Bucks just don't, just don't seem particularly interested in doing so and just, Basically, are stiff arming <laughs> the Sixers and Nets from letting the Bucks catch up. You know, you talk about just some of the the losses here on the trip. Just uh, very uh, lackadaisical, just sort of um, s- strange loss uh, against you know a, a solid Grizzlies team the other night, and now um, you know losing to the Suns is is nothing to be ashamed of. But um, you know, if you're a contender, you're going to win some of these games. It just doesn't feel like the Bucks Bucks do.
1: All right, let's talk about the Locker Room app now, Frank, which we know is an extremely fun way that we get to include the listeners in on a live episode of Locked On Bucks. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, our fans, athletes, insiders, all in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room, for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a locker room uh, at, at some point there, so bear with me. But all you have to do is go download the free locker room app, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Kane Pittman to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it, I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the box. See you there locker room, changing the way we talk about sports. And uh, speaking of handy online platforms to get some stuff done that you need to do RockAuto.com has been sponsoring this podcast for a long time. We love those guys over at rock auto. It's the auto parts customer. That's auto parts business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer and speaking of the prices the best thing about it is which is not always the case Uh, when you're trying to get auto parts the prices are the same for me or you as they would be for the professionals all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box today and then we sent you that's locked on in the how did you hear about us box amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes Podcast for the latest draft news and stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. Well, it's going to be no surprise to anyone that I'm probably a little more on the positive side. I still do think that, you know, I... I, Again, obviously, there's a lot of things to point to tonight and you walk away and you say, yeah, offensively, more than anything, the thing that, that probably I look at and I say, okay, well, c- can we get better shots? Like, I just feel that when you have Chris, when you have Drew, when you have Giannis on the floor, you can just get better looks. Like, They can get good shots. Again, I think it comes down to shot selection and decision-making. And I asked Bud specifically about the last... Well, it was the second last offensive possession because then they got that timeout which you can make a decision whether you think they should have got that timeout or not after Giannis fell over I don't know but even the fact that I mean he had the ball with 15 seconds at the top like like Giannis we spoke about it after the Phoenix game where the last Phoenix game where the Bucks went down by a point and Giannis had that jump shot and and I know you've mentioned before that it's difficult to get Open jump shots to win the game, and that's what Giannis had in that situation. It was from a, a sideline out of bounds. There was only around five seconds left. That's fine. I just don't know if just Giannis at the top dribbling the ball for over ten seconds and giving himself five seconds to go into his move, when everyone knows that he's either going to shoot an open three, which they're going to let him do, or that he's going to have to drive through four guys. And and I, you know, I look at that and I say this Bucks team I still feel is more talented in terms of what I think they can do in the playoffs. I think that they've built better. I think they've got better guys in the lineup. It's just stuff like that to me where I'm like, why? This team runs some really damn good offense out of timeouts. We see it all game, every game, where they get easy buckets. They start the game with a fantastic set every day. Why, why do they do this at the end of game? And, and I, I must admit, yeah, I mean, you always do feel like even if the Bucks are winning by five or six points, that it's, it's never safe. It's never safe. And that, I, I do think part of that is the nature Of the NBA in general but yeah for some reason this Bucks team just goes completely into their shell and there's a lot of isolation basketball in the NBA right now I understand that but that isn't really the Bucks MO that's that's not what they do that's not what they should be looking to do so I just think they just need to run a bit more stuff and and I yeah maybe that's coaching for sure but I also think it's some responsibility on the players as well I think it's uh that responsibility should be shared across the board
0: yeah I I mean I think probably the conventionalism would say, you know, run Giannis, pick and roll with, with Chris at the top awesome. or something like that. Right. Um, I mean, the flip side is like, yeah, I, I forget who is in the short in the, the, uh, um, the strong side corner, but I mean, Giannis, you know, he pretty much like, especially cause he went right. Um, it was going to be hard to bring help unless they cheated off. And I don't, I don't, I can't remember who was in the, again, in that strong side corner, if it was Chris, I mean, you, ideally you put your best you know, shooter there, and if if they come off, then you're leaving you know an open kickout for for Chris, right? So pick the poison, um, and obviously you know Aiden, I mean, Aiden physically is a is a pretty good matchup for Giannis. I mean, he had some good possessions defensively against Giannis tonight, where he, where he frustrated him for sure. Um, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, with Giannis being able to kind of pick his pick his time, um, you know, I don't I don't mind that that scenario of of him kind of attacking. Um, the only problem is, you know, as you were alluding to is Giannis just, you know, his options are are just more limited and he just gets into those, you know, just because of the shot making is is so limited um, that, you know, if he gets some point where he picks up his dribble, then he can't, you know, he's not going to hit like a fadeaway jump, fadeaway jump shot. And then he's, you know, looking for Pernell at the pass to, And, you know, you're looking at the possibility of of like a shot clock violation or something like that. Right. Uh, which was you know ultimately essentially what happened. Um, <laughs> after after the, the the timeout so yeah i mean i i don't i, I actually don't i don't mind that that much um because if he keeps his feet you know he's got a contested sort of sort of layup attempt um which you know is a shot that that he made a number of times tonight so um you know it is what it is but uh I, yeah I, I certainly like my odds better from from that scenario versus the bucks having to get a shot with two or three seconds left which you no, know, again we saw tonight um has, has very bad, uh, very bad end result and tonight, you know, it was a, uh, an air ball off, uh, I think it was, it was Chris right who had that extremely difficult look right after that play and, oh, yeah. and uh, set up Phoenix to have a chance to win at the end of regulation, which they also missed on a very, very difficult look, some good defense by by the Bucks there.
1: Um, Yeah, I I just think move the defenders around a little bit. Like at least get someone moving somewhere, you know. I mean, they're all just standing there waiting for him to make his move. But anyway, I understand that is the nature of the NBA as I sort of pointed to. Uh, On the Chris one, just quickly, I did see, and you can correct me if i'm wrong here but I, I think the issue or the reason why the suns had 1.4 or 1.5 was because the bucks only had one second on the shot clock and then he didn't hit the rim so if he had have got that shot off and it would yeah. have hit the rim then it, it would have been fine Game ends. yeah yeah, the game would have ended yeah. or we would have gone to overtime,
0: or, or yeah. over yeah over then. yeah
1: so that was just the explanation there and you did mention janice i guess we should clarify uh he went down in this game and took his shoe off in the second quarter I believe and he had a pretty hard fall and this is why in our DM I mentioned um, and I know you're catching up so you probably didn't, might not have seen this but I mentioned the fact that I thought maybe he hurt his toe I thought maybe he'd hurt his big toe or something like that with the way that he took his shoe off but then he kept playing and then obviously later he had a, a huge block I mean it was a huge play on Devin Booker and then came up that really saw in the overtime and sort of collapsed to the ground once he got to the other end of the floor. And obviously, if you're a Bucks fan, that's a pretty scary moment. Bud did confirm after the game that it was just cramp and they could have brought him on. But I saw some people on Twitter saying, come on, you've got to get him out there and play. I, I completely disagree. With something like a cramp, he'd already played 36 minutes. It was overtime. If it's a playoff game, sure. But once your muscle starts cramping, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physio, but the, the chances of maybe a muscle strain or some sort of injury come in from that, I, I just don't think it was worth it to bring him out. And if it was only cramp and, and that's, that's all it was, then it's a big sigh of relief. That's a, that's a great result. I know with Giannis, maybe the result of the game changes there, or you'd like to think that to get the result of the game would change there. But either way, if it's just a cramp, you've got to be happy with that.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I mean, on the. Um the broadcast with Nate and Dan Nate was immediately got like, oh, to cramp. Um, which I guess cause Nate's on a <laughs> lot of floor like cramps. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too stressed about it. Although when he took his shoe off, then it was a little bit like you know, he had looked like he tweaked his ankle earlier in the game um mm-hmm. when in upseat he had stayed in. So uh yeah, I mean hopefully we don't see him, you know, suddenly out with a knee sprain again or something like that. Um, but uh certainly he he looked like he probably, if this was, you know, the playoffs that he would have gone back in, but, um, you know, uh, understandably not, not willing to risk it, um, just for, for a regular season game. And, and honestly, like, I, I mean, who knows, I, I does it make a difference at that point? I'm, I'm not sure. I think defensively, it probably matters the most, um, for him kind of coming in with like a minute left. He's obviously, you know, a great player, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose sleep over, you know, what could have been if he, try to force Giannis back into yeah, right. the late stages of a game with the, with the cramp.
1: Betonline.ag time, Frank. Uh, we know betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's the MLB and the Milwaukee Brewers, whether it's the NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks, or perhaps it's the hockey and who knows what the hell team you'd like. But BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time upta- real updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is absolutely free to sign up. Just use the promo code locked on, head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Today through the 26th of April. Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lackamfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Defensively, I I guess there was probably a fair bit to talk about tonight, because any time you are playing Chris Paul, clearly the defense is going to be challenged, and he was fantastic, as we mentioned. He was scoring early, but then became more of a facilitator, despite the fact that he hit a couple of big shots as well, but 13 assists and only in the two turnovers for Chris Paul. A couple of things stood out for me though in general. We saw a lot of Chris Middleton on Devin Booker. We saw some PJ Tucker as well and I think overall they did a, did a really good job. I mean Booker hit some tough shots late as he can do but overall a number that stands out to me only one for four from three and we spoke about Trey Young last week the fact that he only got three three-point attempts up in the game that the Bucks did win against the Hawks. So the, I think that that was a positive despite the fact that Chris Paul is a guy that likes to have those screens set inside the three-point line a little bit and really work around that, that mid-range area. We saw a, a lot of that tonight, but I thought um, overall the defense on Devin Booker was pretty good. And then just one other thing um, before you can give any thoughts you have. You mentioned PJ Tucker and the fact that the Bucks went small late and a I don't know whether it was just a desperation move because the bucks were down three. I think it was at the time and they needed a stop and Bud said, uh, screw it. Let's just get PJ Tucker out there. It was in the final minute. They immediately got the stop. They got a bucket. The game went to overtime. I probably would have liked to see PJ Tucker out there a little bit earlier, despite the fact that with DeAndre Ayden, it does create a bit of a problem. And we saw a 3 in overtime, that I think a lot of people were highlighting, where Bridges was able to find his way out in the corner. But I think part of that was the fact that uh, DeAndre Ayton was there. PJ Tucker tried to come and help on the dribble penetrations. Then Dante was concerned about Ayton, and they weren't be able to weren't able to rotate quick enough. Which again. When you have an offense running as well as Phoenix, it's it's difficult. It's frustrating. I understand that it was another open corner three, but I did like that Bud at least finally went to PJ Tucker there. What did what did you see defensively? Because I don't think overall this was a this was a terrible defensive performance.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the Suns want to beat you by posting up Deandre Ayton against a smaller guy, I mean, I think that you live with that, right? Mm-hmm. Any better than than leaving the ball in Paul and, and Booker's hands? And um, you know, I was surprised looking at the box for. I mean. Paul had 13 assists and, you know, I thought he was very good tonight, but I mean, 22 points on 20 shots, didn't take a free throw, 10 out of 20 from the field. Um, you know, I think you live with that in the grand scheme of things and Booker 24 points on nine out of 24 shooting. Um, you definitely live with that. So I thought the Bucks actually defended those guys, you know, very capably. And uh, even with, especially Chris Paul, I mean, just some circus, I mean, that, that contorting shot he had over Middleton, I thought, um, I thought Drew and, and Middleton in particular had some really phenomenal defensive possessions uh, down the stretch tonight. I thought it was uh, really encouraging to to see the way they played with discipline. Um, you know, repeatedly getting into positions where you know they they didn't bite on pump fakes and and force those guys to to eventually have to kind of kick it out. Which you know it's unfortunate you lose on a foul because Bucks did a great job of not fouling on night. You know, up until that point, just eight free throws all game for for, uh, for Phoenix and. You know, we should point out, I mean, Suns hit 17 threes, 41% from three, Bucks just 32%. You know, this was a game where Bucks' shooting actually hurt them. And, you know, they were at a deficit all game having to overcome that shooting. So, you know, again, I don't, I don't think you say like, oh, bad luck, didn't hit enough threes. But, um, you know, I, I think certainly that that was a factor kind of swinging in their favor. And, you know, as well, just the mid range, not surprising, 26 to 12 advantage. <laughs> for Phoenix um, from mid-range Bucks won the paint 64 to 42. So really dominating the paint Phoenix just, you know, death by a million mid-rangers <laughs> and some, and a number of threes. Um, you know, they had bench guys hitting threes and kind of, it It just sort of figured when Jay Crowder hit that big three in the corner with Giannis string off him and then Crowder hits the three pointer um, to put the sounds, to put the suns up after they had come back. It just felt like, yep. That's all this game was missing was Jay Crowder hitting a three because Giannis got distracted and you know tried to go help off of him. But um, but you know that's um, I, I, again I, I think when when PJ out there it was kind of funny when when PJ and 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 Drew were were out there together and they tried to bring. Let's do high pick and rolls and like PJ comes up there and it's just like, PJ's like, yeah, let's switch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not, he's not afraid of a switch at all. Um, and, uh, and so I think this gives you obviously a different dimension. Obviously you don't like scenarios where, you know, you have to play PJ Tucker because Giannis is hurt, which is where they were uh, in overtime. But that, the fact that they went, I mean, they had, they brought Brook back out to start overtime, which I just thought yeah. was strange it's given bizarre, that you yeah. just, you know, so it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, like, Bud, just lean into it a little bit. Um, you know, you, you just ran by that. I mean, I, we haven't talked since the, the Memphis game. Like, running a, a crappy zone that you guys didn't execute <laughs> well for a full half, like, just baffled me. Unless it's, like, well, I don't really care about regular season wins. I want to practice this stuff, whatever. But, I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> if I have to watch Grayson Allen, like, run around the zone and find a soft spot and hit an open three again, I mean, it's just one of the, like, you know put a brick through my tv watching that game it was just painful to watch um <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so i guess at least we didn't see like you know a full a full quarter or something of zone defense tonight but um but yeah i just felt like especially with the way that that paul and booker like to play you know this was an obvious thing to to kind of go small and, and force them to kind of you know have to have to go against and not be able to. and i don't know that they hunted brook like all night long or something like that it wasn't wasn't like it was horribly obvious but Brooke really didn't have an effective offensive game at all. He hit one three. It was a terrible shot that he took <laughs> after <like> hesitating <laughs> in the corner and piloting a three. It was like, okay, really? That's that's what we're up. But um but yeah, I mean, I think that this was a game where you, you should have gone to PJ earlier and and unfortunately, you know, when the Bucks are winning, you know, Buds obviously like most coaches, I mean, loath to kind of go away from what's been working. And Brooke protected the paint um fairly well for much of the night. And uh but I think the flip side is you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Obviously, I think uh, the, the, the play down the stretch, what we saw, they just would have been, I think, better equipped to, to slow the, the Suns down and force them in tougher shots if they had gone small. Um, so it uh, so, so it goes, and we'll see here, especially, I think, against Brooklyn. I'm just completely fascinated to see uh, how Bud matches up uh, with, with the Nets, and if they get close games down the stretch against Brooklyn, um, assuming that they do go small, how how they handle that? Although I don't, who knows with Kevin Durant's injuries, whether we're even gonna if he's gonna miss you know two weeks with a thigh contusion. Now is you know would would seem like a kind of fitting thing, and and it would be fitting for for the Nets to like win at least one of those games, even without Kevin Durant, of course, the way their season's gone. But anyway, I,
1: I will I will say this: the, with PJ Tucker, and you mentioned the fact that. He doesn't really give a shit. Like if he's on the perimeter, he's like, okay, I'll guard Chris Ball. Oh, you want me to guard Devin Booker now? Fine. Okay, you want me to go down on the block? I'll have DeAndre Ayton on me. Like that's the one thing that I keep saying, just little things that stand out when you get to watch him as close as you do when he's on, the, on your team. But I will say this, during this game, I was very thankful that the Bucks at least have PJ Tucker on the roster because I, I do think... And it's not that you're always going to get a point guard like Chris Paul that is just able to identify exactly what he wants every single possession down the floor. But we did see when Bobby Portis was on the floor, and like you said, it's it's not like they were singling out Brook Lopez every time, or he was a liability out there. But you know, I mean, Chris Paul when he wanted to get Bobby Portis defending him, like he did it time and time again. He did it about four possessions in a row in the second quarter where he's just like, all right, set me a screen, I'm going to get Bobby Portis onto me. The Bucks were switching. And I think that, you know, again, as we look forward, I just think having, and we sort of referenced it as Bobby Porter's insurance, and maybe that's a little bit harsh, but I just think having PJ Tucker there as well, as long as Bud is willing to be versatile enough with those lineups and go to those different lineups, it's going to be a good thing because there are still a number of question marks with some of the, the rotation guys that have been a fixture in the rotation so far this year. but perhaps on nights like tonight, didn't play that much. I mean, you only get 14 minutes from Bryn Forbes, only 14 uh, from Bobby there, and it was really PJ Tucker and Pat Connaughton and the guys that played at the big-time minutes off the bench. Yeah, and
0: I mean, Pat Connaughton, I, I, I feel like we didn't talk about him at all um, the last time we podcast, even though he played well in, in Atlanta. And mm. I mean, just, just kind of another Pat Connaughton tonight, three out of four, all of them threes, nine points on four shots, nine rebounds, a steal plus three in 23 minutes, you know, had that, uh, some, some big shot. I, I don't know if I can't remember. If he had one or two big, big, I think it was just the one big three, um, when the bucks are down six, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, th- I have to say that the Forbes, it, it, we saw it a little bit more with him with the starting lineup, but just, it, I just worry. This, he, he just kind of, it's like, he's a shooter, right? This is the, this is always the tension. It's like, he's a great two point shooter. Um, but man like you know you talk about like hunting better shots and valuing possessions stuff like that i mean that this is kind of part of the challenge you know when you, you talk about having guys like like forbes like brooke lopez like bobby i mean they're not out there to pass like that's not what they do um and you know it just feels like um when when you just get some possessions where it does it does feel like you're really not you know maximizing what what you could get out of them um but uh Anyway, that's that's a discussion for, for another day, probably.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I like to track uh, Bryn Forbes' uh, assist. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, a, t- a tough loss for the Bucks. I think there were some fun fun things to take away from this and some positives, but also uh, still a lot more question marks. And we know uh, with a couple of games against Philly coming up here, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, the Bucks go up against another contender, particularly if they find themselves in a close game, and Philadelphia tonight, uh, not the only team in recent times, including our beloved Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, torched by Steph Curry tonight, who just continues to just be just absolutely out of this world, and one other thing I want to mention from the broadcast, you said that you were listening to Nate, uh, the Nate Duncan broadcast tonight, Danny LaRue, so you wouldn't have heard this, but when campaign hit a couple of shots in the third quarter... And we're starting to to do a little bit out there. Marcus Johnson started calling campaign. He started calling campaign Cliff Paul on the broadcast, and he's like, he's like, he's like, "Can someone get out there and God, Cliff Paul? He's he's going crazy out there." And honestly, it might have been my favorite all time call from Marcus. He was just having an absolute blast tonight. He was uh, laughing and just having a great time. Obviously, disappointed at the end, but uh, just again, I don't think he listens to this podcast. But shout out to him because he is just. He, he is just the best just the absolute best in the business and uh we are very fortunate that we get to listen to him on a nightly basis so shout out to to cliff paul tonight for the Suns who knocked down a couple of baskets but uh we're gonna be back tomorrow uh, with a podcast who knows what we're going to talk about but keep an eye on my twitter there you'll see uh when it's coming up and what we're going to do at some point we have to have another live pod i know i've Of uh, teased that a little bit and it hasn't been able to happen but uh, sometimes you get a little bit busy but we'll be back tomorrow nonetheless Uh, Frank always good to hang out with you for everyone else hopefully you get some sleep after that uh, disappointing loss for the Bucks, we'll be back tomorrow, stay safe catch you guys then